just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. Okay, today we're talking about the outsider, being the outsider. You know, I'm always, you know, the person with my nose pressed against the window, looking at everyone inside, having a good time. That's kind of how I felt when I was a child. (laughs) I didn't belong to my family, so why should I feel like I belong anywhere else? This is another feeling that I often felt. You know, and things like uh, other statements that may sound familiar as I may be included, but never really feel like I belong. And, um, you know, these stories of exclusion still hold the sadness of the original experience, like when you're the last one picked on the teams uh, playing kickball in sixth grade or something like that. You know, it's it's that sadness and, and those voices of those people who have shared the deep loneliness and isolation that they felt and continue to feel as outsiders. And some people carry that all the way through their adult life. You know, the child who's uh, 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 physically and emotionally different than other members of the family or of the class or of the group. You know, uh, uh, the child who represented uh, to a parent an individual whom the parent deeply resented. So they they basically look like their father who the mother divorced or they look like someone that the person didn't like. You know, people often are, are misjudged and mistreated because people project on them from their bad memories. And if they remind them in some way, the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they act, the way they are. They have a tendency, people have a tendency to project on that person what they experienced and basically seek vengeance on the person that they really despise because you look or act like someone that they're so familiar with that scarred them. You know, um, people uh, as a child maybe were physically and emotionally abandoned because the parents blame them for being born. You know, a lot of love child children out there. There's a lot of children that people in a marriage didn't really plan on. And all of a sudden, suddenly they have to be parents and they decide to do it, but they don't know how to do the job. You know, a lot of people are breeding stock out there and there's very few parents. And if you have at least one in your family, you're very fortunate. You know, there's a lot of other possible scenarios, you know, one's family being different from the economic or cultural norms of the basic community they live in, Um, family secrets that require family members, particularly the children, to be guarded against revealing the secret or allowing other kids to come to their home uh, that results in the experience of being the outsider. And there's also children who are caught in the merry-go-round of marriages of their parents, you know, five, six, seven divorces or relationships. Who's, who's you know, this one seems to act like my mother. This one seems to act like my father, but not my, my mother or father don't want to do the job. You know, it's horrible out there, but that's why we have adoption and foster care. You know, there's a, a lot of craziness and the effects of this long-term bullying basically – 
uh, or or being disposable or being pushed around at school can also mark a person's life to where they feel like they are ostracized and often the outsider. And it's very sad. You know, regardless of what caused the child and ultimately the adult to feel like an outsider, the emotional cost is one of the of deep loneliness and never belonging. And, and you know, it's oftentimes results in some form of PTSD, which grows and grows and grows in familiarity to them when all of a sudden uh, previous memories come back and then they re- relate that memory to something that's going on presently and that re-scars them again. And it's just amazing, uh, you know, to look at that. The, the poet Mark Strand captured the feelings in the opening lines of a poem called Keep Things Whole that begins in a field, I'm the absence of field. This is always the case. Whether I am, I am is what's missing. And so a lot of people feel empty. They feel they don't belong. And early theorists placed a strong emphasis on stages of human development. Like Eric Erickson, he saw the basic stage of uh, trust versus mistrust as a necessary development in a child's ability to establish a sense of identity supported by the sense of belonging. That means that they have to trust that they are safe, that they have to trust that they are loved. They are, have, have to have trust that they will be accepted by their parents as they grow into their own individuality. And if that's not there, if there's a mistrust, if there's a, a, a poor parenting, a judgmental parenting, a, a strict parenting, an abusive parenting, oftentimes that mistrust takes place, which means that they go into the world mistrusting the world and thus comes the outsider you know the uh the, the dave wincott winnicott in, in a paper on the capacity to be alone basically says that a child develops the capacity to be alone when only allowed to be alone in the presence of the mother so the mother acts as the crucial uh, uh other that the child is still attached to even as the child begins to develop the capacity to be alone. And so, um, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. And then a more current theory is basically the attachment theory, which many people have heard of, but it's associated with John Bowlby and Mary Ainsworth. And according to that theory, the quality of the attachment bond between the mother and her infant acts as the basis for the child's ability to form future attachments. So those children who experience secure attachments as infants are more likely to deal with episodes of not belonging in ways less injurious to their sense of self. You know, um, um, you got to read the importance of, of issues relating to how you were treated as, as a child and probably feel the feelings if you had ever experienced being the one with your nose, uh, you know, uh, pressed. And it's time to begin to learn what you can do to start breaking free from the reach of your childhood and how to uh, uh, how it impacted your ability to feel a sense of belonging. And that's where we've got to heal. You know, uh, spend some time going back to what issues of your family were and how they might have affected you. And then recognize that as a child, you might have been unable to understand the adults in your world. And thinking in, in egocentric ways as children do, assume the negativity and confusion in the interactions were done to some failure in you, not uh, not the other. 
You know, do you sense that you ex- you experienced major wound because of a, a failure to connect to an important attachment figure? You know, ask yourself if you continue to approach those situations offering uh, belonging with caution and even fear, which can result in the experience of belonging continuing to remain elusive and another potential figure disappointment, reinforcing that in your forecast of what's going to happen when you're trying to belong to a group is going to take place. It's like predicting you're going to lose the game before you play the game. You know, uh, y- y- you know, you might feel like you- you're being caught as being the outsider because of some limitation in developing the capacity to be alone. And, and so when a child uh, experiences aloneness in the presence of a supportive person, It may be valuable for you to examine the idea as it relates to your life. If you have a clingy partner in a relationship and that person always needs to be around you, that's because likely when they were a child, nobody was ever around and you've become the attachment that they uh, feel like they're developing who they are with you there and the security of being with you. Some people just need to be with other people and what that suggests is abandonment and abuse and a lack of attachment in their childhood. And so, you know, take stock of what you really enjoy doing and what your passions are and what your interests are. What kind of people offer you a goodness, a, a good fit in your life? Then give yourself permission to pursue activities and people to find the place and the group that offers you a true sense of belonging. That is such an important factor in this life. And a lot of people fail to do that. They fail to assess and they just kind of go through life basically uh, just coping with life and not really living. You know, there's signs. There's a lot of signs. You know, if you were sensitive as a very young child, almost from birth, outsiders tend to be acutely aware of their surroundings as well as others' responses to their actions and their words. And around uh, one in five toddlers experience early life social uh reticence, meaning they they basically interact less, they cry more, they perceive threats more readily, they're acutely shy with strangers, and and while half will develop social competence by childhood, there's another half that will remain behaviorally inhibited and potentially into early childhood. If there, you know, there's other signs. If there's a lot of stress, like divorce as a child, feeling alienated in early development can stem from a strained Early life relationships like parents who use their children as the battleground, sadly transferring information back and forth that the child doesn't even begin to comprehend. All they know is my parents hate each other and they witness that. And what basically happens is it leads to a role of confusion and the child no longer can develop their individuality. Now they have to focus on their parents and dealing with that. And so it basically stunts development. And it's sad to see that. You know, and also it parentifies the child to where they lose their childhood because their hoodlum parents get divorced and and then go to war. And and sadly, this has hurt a lot of kids and it makes them feel like an outsider. You know, if you feel misunderstood, perhaps, you know, some people often do, uh, you know, a lot of pain can be a result of feeling misunderstood which again is often the role of younger siblings. You know, kids, if they look different, if they act different, like they have ADHD or they're the class clown or they're goofy or they don't listen, um, basically, 
uh, kids are nasty and they will label other children and they will basically alienate them and call it because they don't understand why a person is the way they are. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. One of the best uh, things you could possibly do is go out on a playground and witness how kids play and what they do when they misbehave and what triggers them. And oftentimes, kids that misbehave, let's say on the playground, are just wanting attention and wanting to feel safe. Negative attention is better than no attention at all. Many of these grow up in atmospheres of confusion, um, which uh, can go unnoticed and it results of them feeling misunderstood. And this becomes exacerbated at school, which can result in behavioral issues and ultimately further separate from the pack, where to the point that they may have to be homeschooled, not that COVID hasn't done this to every kid, but basically that's what happens. There's also people that uh, outsiders are usually rebels without a cause. They don't like authority, you know, because they see in their childhood, they saw adults making really bad choices and they don't want other people to make choices for them because they had to start making their own choices in life because they couldn't trust the adults. And so they rail against any implosion of authority almost instinctively. Parents, teachers, community organizers, even people in uniform, the outsider will question their authority, answer back that, you know, that last right through to an adult. And and partly it's a need to understand the why as well as the what, you know, partly it's, it's no more than an innate, uh, nastiness in their character, the resentment of people, adults, don't deserve respect. And then they have this uh, sense of sometimes uh, the, the outsiders have empathy for the bad guy. And they can be cynical and distrustful and disrespectful of social structures. And that can lead uh, people to question or even rail against so, uh, societal norms, such as uh, having police uh, fire, having protection, being able to carry guns, uh, being able to uh, 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 <laughs> go to school, being able to not wear a mask. You know, there's all kinds of ways in which these people uh, develop in a young uh, uh, world where they were mistreated and they go out into the world with a frame of thinking like uh, rooting for the bad guy is better than trying to be a good guy. You know, in such a distorted worldview can include empathizing with some of society's most really bad elements, such as criminals, terrorists, even crazies, shooting up anarchists. Uh, uh, outsiders can understand the mix of isolation, frustration, anger that can lead to such acts. And now, you know, since the 70s and the, and the trend of divorce, it's sad, but you've got single parent families and the sadly these families can't manage their children. And as those children grow up, they begin to see people have things that they don't. They begin to be influenced by the negative things. They they tend to have to make their way through life and have to do, you know, stay under the radar. And so they don't have respect for society because society didn't step in and help them. You know, many people have resentments for 
churches that are religious and and basically they state all these doctrines and state all these positions but they are surrounded in their community by homes that are utterly destroyed and and, and the children are, are having to raise themselves and then the impact once again is these folks are outsiders i would suggest we're facing a generation of people especially in the united states today that are outsiders that are coming together and they are coming together because they are angry and resentful of the childhood that they had. And and some people have identity issues in their adolescence or, or maybe they have such a chaotic growing up that they never really are able to get their identity together. And so they go into life and basically live a reactive life rather than a life in which they're proactively seeking goals, doing their school, getting a job, taking responsibility for their life. And so they live on the fringe. And so they become thus an outsider. And, and those identity issues like embarrassing agonies of becoming an adult during adolescence can separate us from our peers because all of a sudden we see what our peers doing as completely meaningless and stupid and surfacey. And so we develop a crisis that can remain unresolved and it can steal your joy. And it's interesting that it you know, kids need to be kids. They need to be safe. They need to be respected. They need to be heard just like adults. And if they're mistreated and if they're, they're minimized, then these kids don't grow into the person that they need to be to serve their purpose and serve their cause and to live purposefully and passionately in this life, their soul living a human life, existing with their body and doing the things that it was meant to do coming here. And, and that is the important aspect that we all have to remember. You know, deviant behavior uh, can force us to, to uh, you know, to push ourselves away from society into society's fringes. And with that, there's consequences. And so people don't self-actuate or maybe never make it from their childhood into adult life because they end up in prison. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about character. Character is a big deal, and a lot of people don't understand it. But when you're an outsider, you need to begin to be careful and be wise because wisdom is the opposite of evil. And if you can form wisdom in your life, basically you can form character and integrity, which is a magnetic feature of any person throughout the course of their life. So come back. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. 
Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers Channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, now we're going to talk about character. And this is the, really the great thing that can happen with outsiders as, as they self-actuate into the person that they are and they move into life in a more confident uh, feeling as if they have something to contribute type of life where they begin having children, having a family, you know, uh, uh, making friends, beginning to find their circle of people that have common interests with them. And suddenly, being an outsider is more about decisions. And so, as uh, people that are, are, are an outsider, the healthy ones are people that are constantly exposing themselves to new environments, to new communities, new groups of people. And, and therefore, they're able to perceive the world differently because they're taking leaps of faith. And they don't care because as a child, they were always the outsider. How bad can it get? Just go ahead and be that. And, and they're also uh, have a unique identity that doesn't belong to any single place in the world. So to them, that's a very important part of who they are. And also, they're lifelong learners. They learn from other people. They learn from creative people whose primary goal is to produce something unique in the world. And so they gravitate to the intelligent. They gravitate to people that have unique ideas. They gravitate to people who, who self-actualize and don't follow the pack. Uh, you know, outsiders know how dangerous it is. Uh, dangerous it is to be stuck in a single environment for a long period of time. You know, all, you know, although they recognize that staying comfortable in a single group of people or a single community would satisfy their need for belonging, but they have the courage to expose themselves to new environments on a regular basis in order to grow beyond the constraints of their single perspective life. And that's what's interesting. You know, I grew up in cornfields in Indiana in a small community, and I got to tell you, uh, when I took off for college, that was the greatest moment of my life, to get away from a very small community where people all knew each other, everybody talked about each other, everybody knew each other, knew each other's history, all the bad things, all the good things, yada, 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 where polyester had bouffant hairdos. Uh, some of them are prejudiced. Some of them are just ignorant. And that's okay. 
it's okay. They were fun. Some of those folks were fun to grow up with. Some of them were different. I tended to migrate to the different people, which was fine. And then as I went on, I went to England and, and it just went to Houston, went all over the, 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 the Austin, went all over the United States and basically discovered the world. And I'm not saying I'm the shining example because I'm certainly not. But what I am saying is that celebrating yourself as an outsider it may allow you to actually enmesh yourself or be able to join multiple groups of multiple interests and take that as wisdom and learning, which can really make you a very strong member and even a leader in society. You know, it, it means a, 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 as an outsider, you embrace a permanent state of transition. And once you become so settled in a single environment, you start feeling uncomfortable and you start becoming nervous. You know, unconsciously, outsiders realize that this state of comfort is the equivalent of stagnation and that the longer they remain in that way, the more they'll get drawn into the void of particular groups worldview. And, and uh, like I've said before, the people that we surround ourselves with, we often have to, to be around them. We have to enmesh our perspectives with their perspectives and even have to fake uh, liking them or have to fake liking certain characteristics about them that are horrible. And, and suddenly we have accepted that. And then we are basically compromising our character. We are who we surround ourselves with. Very important to understand that. And we will enmesh ourselves with people we surround ourselves with. So the deal is we need to be careful on who influences us as people because we don't want to pollute our character with someone else's perspective that doesn't match our purpose in life. You know, the values, the beliefs, the assumptions we make about the world together form a single entity, which is basically our worldview. And people who are considered normal by society share a large part of their worldview with the people around them. Outsiders uh, seems so weird because they are questioning a large percentage of those assumptions which people around them are making about the world. And boy, living in Seattle, I got to tell you, man, every day I'm questioning what these people think is normal. Is it really normal? You know, I, because I don't think it's normal, you know, and, and, and so there's a lot of things that you see out there in the world. You go, wow, wow. That's okay for you. Okay. You know, doesn't mean, you know, they're bad people or the people should be excluded or you shouldn't hear their perspectives because you should. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's different from from a person who's an outsider. They have a tendency to question everything. And that means that they look at stuff in layers. You know, uh, when I was a teenager, I was mostly interested in playing games, listening to music, experimenting with different ways of finding acceptance by the people around me. You know, uh, 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 <laughs> I had an afro when I was young because I have curly hair. So and then my mom would make me wear these bell bell shaped jeans at the bottom and puffy sleeves. And I was so embarrassed by that. By the time, uh, you know, I got through school, I was definitely dressing myself, you know, uh, um, you know, because those things started to make me be targeted. And that's the last thing I wanted to do because my personality as ADHD person was quirky. And so therefore, I would get people's attention in a bad way, oftentimes. And that's just the way it went. 
plus my parents divorced at 10. So this show's about me. Sorry about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, it's not possible to generalize how outsiders are living their lives and what makes their lifestyle different from other people. They're drawn towards lifestyle designs that are not in line with the norm and which other people would probably find strange. You know, uh, 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 there's they 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 may have uh, several sources of income you know uh, maybe they have a rental home in a different country and then they have their life here and they kind of straddle between those different places maybe they just love to travel the world and so every once in a while they just disappear from their neighborhood where people don't ever see them for a while you know happy outsiders have a lot of stuff in common diversity of their decisions are in life, the diverse of their needs. Uh, uh, there are some characteristics which uh, most outsiders have in common. You know, uh, 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 you know, uh, maybe someone uh, decided they didn't want to depend be dependent on doing any work for income. So maybe they decided. Uh, uh, to make a business and just basically live off that business. Some people have written books and live off the books that they've written. I wish I could live off the book I wrote, um, but we'll find out. I, I haven't received my royalties yet. Um, but there's a, a lot of things that go on out there in this world where uh, people make a different choice. Some people uh, work on their yard all the time. Some people uh, go out and ride their motorcycles all the time. You know, some people create... Uh, things where they want to uh, 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 generate uh, helping other people, volunteering. You know, uh, there's a whole bunch of things that people can do that's unique to them. You know, uh, some people want to retire at a young age. You know, outsiders acknowledge the uniqueness of their own worldview. You know, and uh, they have a strong opinion. But it's loosely held, and that's wise because they're not accepting – they're not trying to be always right. They're really just wanting to learn from other people, and the things that work for them they hold on to, but they don't hold on to it like, you know, to their – you know, to their chest, trying to protect it, what they hold on to it is, see, is it fit? Does it contribute? Does it help? And so, you know, this is the equivalent of having a very strong, informed worldview, but at the same time, constantly remaining open for new learning, new beliefs, new ways of looking at life. You know, I often wonder, what makes people take positions that they take? How did they decide? Because I'm looking for their intentions, and I'm assuming they're all good. The, th the problem is how it's coming across may be bad. And that's kind of what we have to do for each other. We have to examine intentions. How did you decide to do this? What made you decide to do this? Because we're now challenging the process of thought with the assumption that there was thought behind it. And when, when we all just start beating on the bad thing, which is so easy to do, you know, protests, can't stand them, blah, 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 blah. But we don't know why they're there. We don't know how they decided to be there. We don't know what their real cause of all of them to be there might be. There's usually emotion and there's usually heart behind it. So it's nice to understand intentions. And, and that's an important thing. And a lot of people uh, walk around assuming the world, and that's because they didn't have a good childhood. They didn't have a safe childhood. They had a mistrust in their childhood. And they assume the world is a bad place. And they're always looking for the negative assumption in order to protect themselves. You know, uh, outsiders are very aware of the effects of the environment which they're exposed to on a daily basis. 
uh, on their own personal development. And they're not scared to break loose from an environment when they feel uh, that it no longer provides the best possible ground for them to develop in the direction which they imagine their lives to go. This doesn't mean that they're disloyal, that they're breaking up with a group of friends or a workplace just because they no longer feel that it suits their needs. Rather, it means that they will find the best possible way to transition into the new phase of their life. And also staying in touch with people on uh, and other elements which have been in the center of their lives in the past supports them and grows their life because they're not cutting bait on the people that have contributed to them where they've gone. And outsiders also find balance between the unique dreams they have and their social life. Nationally, you know, the outsiders are very good at making fun of themselves, and 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 they naturally. Part of their aspects of life, which outsiders struggle with, is because they tend to have a life project which takes up a large portion of their time, and they tend to struggle with also finding the time to socialize and maintain a strong social network. Many of them will label themselves as introverts. However, they probably are an extrovert in many areas of their life that they have energy and passion behind. You know, if you are an outsider and you want to be happy, you have to get this aspect of your life right. You need to create time to go out and socialize. You need to maintain positive relationships with people around you. If you have collected an enormous amount of wisdom through your life, you need to share that wisdom with other people, especially your children, especially your family. They're your legacy. Why keep it to yourself? You need to stay in touch with people who are important to you and share your gifts with them. You know, all of us tend to be lonely people, even if you're in a marriage, even what you consider to be a reasonably happy marriage. Marriage could be the loneliest place on earth because you may not be connected to your partner sexually, personally, intellectually, and that's sad. We have to open ourselves up to be vulnerable and know that we are well-intended good people and not sit around looking at ourselves with guilt and shame for things that we've done in the past and judge ourselves. Loneliness certainly is one of the biggest problems that outsiders face, but it doesn't have to be a part of your life at all. You know, um, you can spend a large majority of your life uh, uh, basically traveling and, and collecting all this information, but what purposeful is it if you can't share it and make it impact other people's lives? You, you as an outsider do need communities, and, and you know even if they're a bit different from other people out there, there are people you can identify with. And if you search on the internet, you can even find chat groups that you can share and make impacts on other people. But perhaps the simplest definition of being an outsider is simply a person who has the feeling that he or she is different from other people. Well. Aren't we all supposed to be different from other people? Really? But some people hide behind society, hide behind religion, hide behind groups, hide behind a point of view. And and basically, they follow the herd. And that's a life you don't want to be. So all of us in this life are better off as outsiders with balance and responsibility. You know, if, if, you know I, a common mistake I see people making when they have feelings like this is that they think about something is wrong with them if you feel different. But that's not the case. It's not just that for one reason or another. If their worldviews have developed in different ways compared to the majority of people around them, that can be a good thing. 
over time, this difference only becomes stronger and stronger as you're more and more pushed towards the margins of society. And so during the process, you become less and less compatible by identifying yourself as different from other people in a bad way. You know, instead of trying to fight the process, outsiders should embrace the process that they're different and celebrate their difference and make it work. You know, understand, accept who you are, forget wishing you were someone else, not not least because it's impossible. Instead, develop insight. You know, if, if, if you're, let's say, disabled, you don't look at what you can't do. You look at all the things you can do and you make it work. And, and so, you know, it's important for people to look at what am I capable of and where can I get fulfillment in my life? Not what did I lose? What have I gained? What do I have a chance of doing that I never had a chance to do? Understand that the early life conditioning made you uncomfortable with your own skin. And that said, self-criticism can be motivational. And within limits, frustration can be a very strong driver. And by the way, that's called emotional intelligence. Using your emotions to motivate you to do good things, even if they're bad emotions like anger or, or rage. You know, if it makes you do something good then that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Or if it makes you better than that, if it makes you do something wise, that's even greater. I always say anything hard makes your life easier. And it's important to go in that direction to do hard because when you do hard, you're accomplishing something that people will now seek you for because you have the knowledge that they didn't take the time in their life or have the passion in their life to gain that. And that's an important factor, especially as you get older. As you get older, the more wisdom you have, the more hard you've done in your life, the more your life will help other people and you will be an important part of helping society and people in general. You know, uh, 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 finding meaning in your life is also uh, uh, being able to look at your life and not project a negative future. What you really want to do is take an existentialistic perspective on life and have purpose and meaning in life by living in the moments and stop fearing, but have faith. Have a conversation with someone you don't know, but be fully present with that person, not using it as an opportunity to one-up their stories, but actually listen to them and be curious about them. You know, so many of us have lost our curiosity and our our ability to hear other people. We judge, 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 because that's what the media does. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back and figure out how to be an outsider in a healthy way and how to make it work for you. Come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. 
Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about being the outsider. You know, if you're going to be an outsider, make it work. You know, adapt a, a growth mindset. You know, many outsiders have a fixed mindset in which they see their attributes set in stone. It makes them defensive when they're challenged. They're set in their ways. You know, to succeed, a growth mindset is a must. And that means assuming every encounter is a chance to learn something. So ask yourself daily, what are you going to learn today? You know, that is a healthy way to go into being into the world as an outsider. You want to nurture your insight. They have a, a key advantage outsiders do, which they should fully utilize. They're standing on, on the outside looking in, watching things unfold in front of them, and they're able to see a much wider perspective. And that insight is so powerful that it can turn your disadvantages into advantages. Let's just say you've had really poor education. You know, you'll value more education you pursue in adult life, formal and otherwise. Maybe maybe you didn't have any money and you were poor, and, and meaning you understand the more value of money in your adult life. Even physical disabilities fall into that. You know, like a Paralympian athlete can tell you what they've done to convert their life and to make their life richer. You know, participate. If, if you're going to be healthy as an outsider, you can assume the world is full of phony people and affecting uh, your false insincerity. In they're, they're falsely in, uh, uh, sincere. But the bottom line, you as a person develop that sarcastic perspective from your childhood and don't gravitate that into people are instinctually mostly good people, mostly wise, but they all have bad features to them. But why fear them? Because you're just like them, you know? Of course, it's vital if you find the right thing in which to participate. You know, sometimes agonizing search for meaning happens with this kind of person. But you should only participate on your terms, although you remember that some compromise is inevitable. So play the game, but always with an eye on the main uh, chance for you to expand or make it a great opportunity for yourself and other people. 
you know, if you get the feeling of being an outsider runs a lot deeper than, you know, brainwashing or being the uh, labeled as one of the unpopular people in this world or as a child, this feeling of being an outsider is is intrinsic. It's a, it's a seemingly fundamental to your experience as a human being if you were always treated that way. Otherwise, you know, why would you be listening to this show? You, you, you've also carried this unshakable feeling with you and at moments and periods of your life feel contented. But this feeling of not belonging always returns and sometimes the feeling is subtle, like softly, uh, you know, like, like water at twilight. You know, other times the feeling is overwhelming and it makes you feel trapped in a never-ending uh, 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 desert of complete nothingness. But it's always somehow there in the background and that's the trickiness about an outsider. In your interactions with people and your observations, sometimes now you've developed automatic thinking and not being analyzing your own self. Sometimes things happen in your dreams, your desires, your motivations that all go back to that being an outsider. And at the beginning and the ending of your day, when you're surrounded by others, you have to look at yourself as do I belong or do I not belong? And if your motivation is to please others or to belong as an outsider, you lose your individuality and you want to contribute in a positive way as an outsider. You know, and it's important. There, there, there are many reasons. You know, we're all born with souls, but not all of us continue to feel that connection as we grow older. If, if we've felt like an outsider for most of our life, you're almost certainly highly sensitive, spiritually receptive person. You've also probably experienced firsthand about how isolating the ego can be. And you know how unnatural it is to live in a society that's obsessed with fame, status, money, power. You know how superficial, how senseless, insane living an ego-centered life is. But living an ego-centered life is the surface And an outsider wants to live in the real. And so living the real means you know what you're good at and you profess that. But you don't profess it as trying to be egotistical and seek attention and be histrionic, meaning hysterical with what you're good at. As, as trying to, to one-up other people or shine in a certain way where people can now receive you. What you want to do is you just be good at what you're good at. And not afraid to admit you're good at it. It doesn't mean I'm the best. It doesn't mean you're going to be wonderful. But maybe you have more skills than many people. And some people, that's how you want to be recognized by what you do, not what you say. You know? And if you can't quite verbalize this, you can't quite understand what you're going through because you're inundated with feelings of being strange and weird and different and unworthy. Well, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. Uh, you're, you are worthy. You, and you may be strange, but you actually may be able to make fun of yourself and your strangeness because everybody's strange in some way. <laughs> you know, for a long uh, um, time in your, in your childhood, you, you may have been repressed or abused and neglected in certain environments, and that has affected you. But you as an adult have to undo that, you know, and, and, and so if you're going to be an, a social outsider – Every form of soul searching starts off with the sensation of being an outsider and being excited about about it. In fact, it's impossible to start a spiritual journey without that and without feeling like an outsider. 
what would motivate you to search for a true home or a sense of belonging? The, the, the very fact that you feel like an outsider indicates that your soul is trying to guide you towards true love, understanding, and freedom. That's noble. Almost every person in this world uh, uh, has identified with this feeling of being an outsider looking in in all kinds of different scenarios. Some people just in general totally, you know, but it's, it's soulful maturity is what an outsider needs to do. They embrace it. You know, unfortunately, we're often taught that being an outsider is bad. And no wonder, biologically, we're made to stay within the self confines of, of our village or our species or our culture. But there comes a moment in life where playing by the book is seen to be miserable and unfulfillingly absurd. You know, let's just take sexuality. Many people have broken out uh, by being homosexual or bisexual or transsexual. Well, yeah. All of a sudden, they're becoming an outsider, and they're, they're identifying with a different group. That's because their culture doesn't fit them anymore and doesn't allow them to draw out that feature that they need to understand within themselves, that it allows them now the freedom to embrace that and go out into the world and, and live in the context of being homosexual or transsexual or bisexual or whatever, uh, asexual. And go out and be that. And, and that's an important thing for people to do in their self-actualization. Instead, some people will feel guilt and shame. They will stick themselves within the culture that they live in that doesn't accept some of their decisions. And they end up miserable, empty, lonely, suicidal, uh, dying prematurely. Uh, and, and miserable. And so, you know, being an outsider may seem isolating, but it's actually profoundly beneficial. And I wish everybody had the opportunity to feel like an outsider because being an outsider is a catalyst for self-fulfillment, self-mastery, and self-realization. And if, and, 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 and if we can go against the instinct of making decisions as a pack to be safe in our life, you are now embracing the idea of having your own opinion and having your own character, and it's okay. And not everybody's going to like what you have to say, and not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to accept you, but it's irrelevant because there's a lot of people, since you accept you, you're the mirror that other people see you through. And they see you accept you, so they accept you. And that's how you get through life. The more comfortable you are in your own skin, in your own decisions, in your own responsibilities – the better off your life's going to be. You know, if you're receptive to your soul, it's only natural that you'll feel displaced in the world, you know, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because souls are not logical. Souls have a mission and it doesn't always meet everybody's needs and it doesn't always make sense. You know, there's, there's benefits of being an outsider. You're no longer constrained by rules and beliefs of society just like Jesus, you you become a disruptor, not by trying to hurt people, but by what you demonstrate. You know, you're no longer brainwashed to think and act in a certain way. You have more freedom to listen to the voice within yourself. You have enough solitude to hear and understand what your heart really wants to do. You're seeking wisdom. You can see the bigger picture and not get lost. And you have faith because you know things will work themselves out one way or another. You can connect with your soul more easily and you've given the space and the room to grow uh, whatever way you like and that doesn't mean you stay in the same place and be the same person you may evolve your perspective into something greater you know although being an outsider can be terribly lonely 
It is a privileged position, and, and, and leaving the herd of humanity allows you to flourish and blossom in ways you can never experience while being normal and socially acceptable. And this is what many people envy in outsiders. Being an outsider to some extent makes life difficult, but it also places you at an advantage as far as uh, enlightenment is concerned. It takes you out of the conscious, almost by force, or unconscious, meaning we're just making automatic decisions, almost by force. So don't be hard on yourself. Often it's really only your own mind and emotions that tell you that you don't fit in. You actually fit in fine. You just think yourself as an outsider. It definitely doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You know, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, who saw herself as an outsider, said nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. And that's a very important quote. Very important quote. You know, it's important to know that feeling like you don't belong isn't always a bad thing. You know, uh, you, you don't want to change yourself just to fit in with a certain group of people. You know, and that's where we kind of start in our childhood. And we make a lot of mistakes trying to fit into a group that doesn't really match who we are. And so we are influenced by them. Maybe we'll start taking drugs, do alcohol, start failing at school. That's because we're trying to fit in with a group of people that we consider to be uh, uh, popular and important. And all of a sudden, as adults, we see that those that those people that stayed in the group as never evolving as people, uh, often living at home with their parents. By the way, you know they end up. You know, you if you end up wanting to gain approval from others and end up losing yourself in the process. You have so much more to offer being true to yourself. So don't limit yourself to being the same as everybody else. Challenge yourself to be the absolute best you can be. You know, uh, when you feel like you're not fitting in, you often feel that you'll never be good enough. You'll never fit in. No one likes me. And then you see that 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 is a life is unsafe for you. But thinking thoughts, that doesn't help you like that. You know, the bigger and smarter thoughts are what do I really want? What do I really enjoy doing? You know, how do I explore those things more? Uh, What steps can I take to start moving my life in a direction that I want? You know, these kind of questions get you out of feeling negative about yourself. And they'll give you more uh, 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 your mind away to think of some position uh, of positive action that you can take. And you'll be able to see that you don't you, you have incredible power to make changes by the way you influence life and not control it. So get comfortable in your skin. It's okay to be different. In fact, it's usually a really good thing. So think about people that you admire most in the world. You know, do you admire them because of their their same as everybody else or because they fit in with everybody else? Or do you think they're amazing because there's no one else quite like them? They're unique. They're proud to share that with the rest of the world. You know, but those people become targets. Uh, oftentimes, people that are very strong leaders are going to become targets by the the majority or by people who group together with assumptions, negative assumptions, projecting them on that person. You know, when you start getting comfortable with yourself, you get to be happy, healthy, positive, and you develop an inner peace. And that should be our goal, my friends. So let's get past anger. Focus on your wants, desires. You're not the only one. You're not the only one that is unique. You're not the only one that's an outsider. And you have an identity and a character that's independent of all other people. That's our show. I'd like to thank you for listening. You know, I'd love to hear from you. You can do that on voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, 
you have to ask yourself as an outsider, what do you think of the human race? If you want your children to listen, talk softly to someone else. Also, farts are the poltergeist of what you ate. (laughs) And lastly, what is most important to remember is that men have their will and women have their way. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.